Hey friends, it's me, Amy Porton. I'm so excited to bring you this special episode of Mysteria, about twice the length of other episodes and featuring a field trip to the site of this week's mystery. Unfortunately, and mysteriously, our audio file was corrupted and we are missing the first five-ish minutes of the recording. Cool. This could be the work of the ghosts we talk about, or our co-host Kevin, who confesses some incriminating information in those first few minutes. Most likely, it's from my laptop losing power during an editing session. Whoops. Believe me, there have been some weeping and gnashing of teeth over my mistake. So, if you can forgive the disjointed beginning, let's jump to our introductions of our co-hosts, Erica Harrell and Kevin Best, joining me and Pooja in discussing the Los Feliz, or for proper Spanish, Los Feliz, Murder House Mystery. I'm Amy back in action. And Pooja also here. And then we have two guests for us today Woo! because Priscilla is still being a flea bag. <laughs> Erica! sultry voice from a couple podcasts that he's done well, but more yeah. specifically yeah. sequel rewrite sequel rewrite check it out subscribe download <laughs> leave a review and uh it involves a mystery of what happened since the gruesome murder in 1959 that has caused the los Feliz murder house to remain empty up until probably three months from now but are you going to talk about it in graphic detail, the murder, or no? I mean, I can. I think you should. Uh, <laughs> so we've been advised to talk about the murder in graphic detail, so <laughs> readers, mm, nope, listeners, <laughs> beware. <laughs> uh, and so I'll start it off, but feel free to jump in or to ask questions. Kevin, how much research, or how much do you know about the... So you told me about this, I don't know, a year ago or so. And then I looked into it, and I found some article on Medium that was pretty in-depth about it. Went down a bit of a rabbit hole and looked it up on Google Maps. And then in Street View, there's, like, you can look at different years that the Google van went by it. So mm -hmm. I looked at, like, five or six different entries, and I looked at all the windows to see if I could see, like, <laughs> randomly in one of them something creepy is going to happen, but nothing happened. Was there any difference in any of the years? Well, there were some cars parked there and stuff like that, so I was wondering who those people were. Interesting. And I'm thinking it might just be neighbors who were like, ah, it's the murder house, we can, <laughs> we can park there. But, we're not going to get a ticket. But yeah, it's intriguing for sure. Let's go skip tickets. <laughs> uh, Pooja, you've, I assume, read yeah, plenty. Yeah, so I read the Medium article, I read a latest articles. The, art, the articles I've seen most recently are talking about how it's recently gone on sale and the pictures are useless because everything's been cleaned out. So, feeling a little, like, repetitive there. Um, there was a really good article on Blumhouse.com. Never, no, never heard of that. Never heard about that either, but um, it's got a lot Bloom of good... House. Uh, Bloom House. I think it's like a scary movie uh, studio. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's a good source. I also have gone on a couple rabbit holes. 
post recently on Atlas Obscura. Uh, definitely LAist. And then Curbed. Mm. Curbed had some good stuff, including like pictures just to fill everyone in in case you didn't know. So the murder house was left empty for quite a bit and we're going to get into that. But it's just recently sold within the last couple of months. And so someone went in before it was sold and cleaned out and took pictures and video mm-hmm. of what it, the inside looks like. Mm-hmm. Because now, cool. as Pooja said, now it's like completely cleaned out. So you can tell that it's in gross disrepair inside, mm-hmm. but it otherwise looks fine. Who yeah. would buy it? Who bought it? Gloria Allred's daughter. Damn, right. That's so weird. <laughs> um, I also looked at a Vice article and then there were a couple of British-based newspapers. Yeah, I saw like the Daily Mirror. Mail had the, it. Yeah, the Mirror. Odd obsession with uh, Los Angeles murder houses. Everybody loves a good, uh, uh-huh. good ghost story. Yeah. yeah, we will talk and we will talk about the background and in detail the murder. But to me, the real mystery is like in subsequent years after the murder, why was it left empty mm-hmm. and had all the items from before the murder still in it? Uh, so we'll go back to December 6th, 1959, when the Perelson family lived in the house. We had, uh, dad Harold, who was a prominent doctor, mom Lillian. Harold Perelson? I know, I was just... <laughs> that was driving me to murder, too. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, Harold Perelson. Interesting. Lillian Perelson, uh, daughter's... Or daughter Judy, who's 18, a son named Joel, which is my least favorite name on earth. Joel, who's 13, <laughs> and daughter, youngest daughter Debbie, who's 11. Uh, they lived in this house, and as they were preparing for Christmas, nobody noticed anything weird about the family recent, like in recent times. But on December 6th, um, inexplicably, Harold, around 4.30 in the morning... Uh, murdered his wife while she was sleeping with a hammer. Ball peen uh, hammer. Yeah. Ball peen. I don't know what that means. Though. I looked it up. It's just like so a rounded end. Oh, it has the thing on the yeah. back instead of the claws. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Murdered his wife and then also attacked his oldest daughter, Judy, Judy but she was able to escape. Uh, and then he told his youngest daughter, Debbie... And I think Joel, too. I read two different accounts, but one involved both of them, one involved just Debbie. He said, like, oh, go back to sleep. This is just a nightmare. And then he made himself a cocktail of, like, poison. I think one of them said acid was in it and then took a bunch of pills and killed himself. So Judy, who has, like, a skull fracture, is running down all these steps. And I'll note that we just went to the house and visited it 30 minutes ago. And we'll post some pictures on our world-famous Instagram, but it's high up on a hilltop, and there are long rows of stairs coming from a couple different directions. So she ran all the way down the stairs and had to find, like, a neighbor right. to call Right. It's not home. like a normal street where you it's run nice. outside and you could just immediately go to the next house. No. And it's on and a cul-de-sac, be. which means there's only one way in and out, but there are no sidewalks. So you're just sort of running in the middle of the street. And it being 4.30 at night, if someone started banging on my door at 4.30 at night, or in the morning, I, one, wouldn't even hear it, but also, <laughs> hell no would I answer it. Yeah. Especially so, if somebody had, like, blood coming down her well, face. Well, if they had blood, and I was a girl, I would open yeah. the door. So did she yes. survive it? Yeah, so all three children survived, but I have not found anything 
about what happened to any of the kids or, wow. or what they said, other than like what Judy and the and Debbie told the police. Um, I w- I read that um, was it Debbie or Judy changed her name a few times and like lives in the neighborhood. No way, she's yeah. in the neighborhood. That's well, the rumors because they can't. She's changed her name several times, so they think that she does. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> Tricked you. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so there's that. Yeah. So they can't. They don't know exactly. They don't know at all why Harold killed his wife and then went after his oldest daughter, but left the others alone. Oh, there's one other thing. I forgot. One of the neighbors mm-hmm. heard some screams, so he came by and Harold said, "Just go back home." Like, go away. He didn't right. attack him either. And then yeah. It sucks to be that guy. I have to live with that. I know. Ugh. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is that they found an open copy of Dante's Inferno at his bedside. Um, and obviously all of Inferno, is, or all of Dante's work is, like, incredibly depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was at a particularly depressing part. That's what they say, but I think all of it is really Sh- Should heavy. I read the... Yeah. Uh-huh. Say it in, like, a... Like a real creepy or like foreboding voice. No, 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 you got it. I I, I can't. It's going to be disappointing if I try to do it. I'm just going to read it. Just try to like make it a little spooky. (laughs) That's not going to (laughs) happen. I'm nervous. Um, Midway upon the journey of our life, I found myself within a forest dark, for the straightforward pathway had been lost. That's what he was reading. That was that's what was open to. Yeah. Nice. Did he like underline it or anything, or it was just? No, but it was just open to that. Um, and he killed himself. Yeah. So that's part one of this. That's the main background. The really, I mean, and it's sad and it's horrible. Especially we don't know what happens, and any time there's a murder like that or a murder in general, it's sad. But what really piqued my interest is that. Since 1959, up until now, even currently, the house has been completely unoccupied. So the house was sold at auction in 1960 to Emily and Julian Enriquez. Uh, and neighbors said that they saw them start, like, move some boxes in, but never actually moved into the house. And so, they just kept it completely empty. Yeah. So the house, so the, the mom dies... The dad kills himself, and then the three kids, we don't know what happened to them, but some they went to some family member or something. Yeah. And then everything that was in the house was just there. Yeah. Still. Isn't that so weird? And so people over the years have, like, trespassed onto the property to take pictures. So we had pictures from a long time ago. Then they set up, as we saw today, like, fences around the area and security mm-hmm. cameras. So you couldn't really see inside. But then there are pictures that were taken relatively recently before it was cleaned out and there are like dolls food left out a christmas tree which you could see through the windows family was gonna move in yeah so that they were supposed to clean all that stuff up i know i think a probate sale so how does that work so it's like like a deal but you gotta you gotta deal with this this is your problem now yeah oh interesting family didn't want it anymore. so that family the dad was like it's a good deal we gotta do this yeah, but then they never went inside. Or, I mean, sorry, they never moved in. They did go inside. So there were boxes that were in there that you could go and see that clearly the Enriquez family brought it in. But they also left all of the other stuff so from I, so it's, the Perilsons. It's unclear, actually, because there's a couple of things. Christmas? The Christmas issue, because the Perilsons were Jewish, 
And then also, there was the can of SpaghettiOs, which wasn't introduced until the 60s, so it couldn't have been then. Oh, that's interesting. And then there was, uh, there was a newspaper from later. Well, I did read somewhere, and this was a long time ago, so I don't remember the exact source, but I think it was Atlas Obscura. There were squatters in there for a while, too, so some of the house was like... Which, Which I'll tell you, that's the creepiest thing to me. Yeah. Because if you snuck into this house to look around for ghosts and then you find, like, a, a couple of bums on one of the rooms. Whoops. This part was also somehow redacted by the ghosts. I didn't read that they, there was any question about the Christmas tree, which is interesting. Do we know the time of year that this other family tried to move in? Oh, jeez. Yeah. So I'm showing them pictures of, like, some of the dolls. It's like what you would hope to get in a horror movie. Is that <laughs> exactly. the prop department gives you that. They had a cat. What happened to their cat? Oh, um, yeah. There's cat, a bag of cat litter left behind. <laughs> oh, no. So that <laughs> one. Yeah. So, okay. So the Enriquez family bought it in 1960, moved some boxes in, never actually moved in, and then refused to sell the house. And so the house was left abandoned, which is why we had some squatters. We have some items left behind. And then they... Uh, the last of one of them, unless they died at the same time, uh, died in 1994. So their son, Rudy, inherited the house. And he also never moved in, but he would go and visit the house frequently. And part of it was to feed his cats. Mm-hmm. So he had cats that lived there, but he did not live there. All of the Enriquez family, they were just really secretive about it. And so that also kind of fed the flames of mm-hmm. why they never moved in. And in 1960 for a probate sale. It was probably very cheap, but still, like, that is prime property. And over the years, it's only gotten more valuable. The idea that they would have that and not sell it or not live in it is mysterious to me. Right. So the implication would be they try to move in the first day, see something creepy, and then leave. Yeah, because they were seeing... about it. Yeah, they were seeing, like, (laughs) unloading things into it shortly after they bought it, but then... Right, never. And then people have witnessed, like, lights being, whatever, uh, movements. And again, a lot of that can be explained by the fact that there were squatters there for a while. Yeah, drifters, Mm -hmm. grifters. But, you know, that doesn't explain why the Enriquez family went and moved in. Um, The house is huge. Again, we Mm -hmm. drove by and, or we went and walked around and saw it. It's over 5,000 square feet. It's in a really nice neighborhood. And was put on the market for $2.75 million, which, considering the house is really decrepit, we looked at pictures inside the house, which I'll post on Instagram, and it's, like, the kitchen is gnarly looking. Mm. Everything's just rotted in there. Yeah. So Um, is that more valuable because of the history, or less valuable? I would think it's less valuable, but I don't know. I I mean... It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, And the first family got screwed. They probably didn't make any money off of this. It's just weird that the buyer happened to be the daughter of a pretty prominent person. Mm -hmm. So, and I also, I mean, maybe she has something to do with the new movie that's going to be made from this story. Oh, there's a movie that's going to be made? Pray tell. I mean, that's all I know, that they've sold a... The story is going to be... the movie would be the Enriquez family moving in? Or would it be... I bet it's... Well, if you do it like... It's Amityville Horror, then it's the Enriquez family moving in and they yeah. hear the backstory of, oh my god, there was a murder here. And yeah. 
Do we know what Harold did for a living? Yeah. Yeah, he was a doctor. He was a doctor dad. Oh, and sorry, I now see this part just to clear up how he committed suicide. He mixed two capsules of Nembutal with water to create a yellow poison, drank it, and then took over 30 tranquilizer pills. And then he laid down next to his wife in the bed with the hammer still. Which also makes me think he had to have just lost it or something momentarily and immediately regretted regretted it so one thing i heard about was the fact that he tried to commit suicide several times before this incident Mm -hmm. and his wife was like prevented him from going through with it and also was trying to get him committed oh Uh, interesting so so there's a motivation maybe he loses it kills the wife and then he's like, oh my god, I have to kill my whole family now. And then can't go through with it. And then he's like, oh, I'll just kill myself. Yeah. yeah. But it's possible. real bummer for those kids. Yep. Right. That's so horrible. Especially now, I mean, they're, the house that they had this horrific thing happen in is also now something that, like, years later we're talking about. Like, and people they change their names and stuff? Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. too bad. Yeah. Thoughts on why this house was left abandoned? It's haunted. It's the only option. Uh, well. So that is, like, one of the major theories. We're talking theories. Is that it's haunted. We all were there today. Did anyone feel creepy? The vibe. Yeah. Did you feel the vibe? I did not feel anything bad, but I was also there with friends on a Sunday midday. And... And sweating a little bit. So you can see... From the street up onto the hilltop, you can see this window, the stair is going up through, like you can see the stairs, and the the window is tinted yellow, which does make it look, I mean, you guys saw, particularly creepy. Yeah, and if they're trying to sell this house, why wouldn't they have cleaned that window? <laughs> but I'll, so, if you didn't tell us which house it was, and there wasn't the fence, and it wasn't like blocked off, mm-hmm. and we were looking, and we were just walking along, yep. I don't think I would have... Now, would you pick that out and be like, that must be the murder house? No. Yeah, no. I, I don't think, think there's anything that that's inherently... I think when you look at a house and it's like, yep, people were murdered in there, then you're like, oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. But I don't think if we didn't know that, that we would have been creeped out. Yeah, that's a good but point. But I also don't believe in ghosts, so... So, we have ghost theory. <laughs> so, would you think... Just out of curiosity, if we're going to... I mean, I haven't read anything about it, but would you think it's more that the ghost would be Dr. Perelson or murdered wife? Both. Okay, I like it. But, um, I mean, there's also, like, the secondary thing of, like, maybe it's not haunted, per se, but people associate a terrible thing with a place so that they're just thinking it has bad vibes because a terrible thing happened there. Yeah, so that would be theory number two, is that it's not necessarily haunted, but there is, like, kind of a dark cloud, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, but why buy it, you know? Yep. Like, they probably w- did a walkthrough. If there were blood stains, they saw them in well, advance. You don't, you don't know that. It could have been he heard somebody tell him that it was, like, a super good deal, and he's like, 5,000 Oh, 5, so they didn't know feet. the history of it at all, Or he could think? know, but, like, not tell his wife. He's like, it's a great deal, and then they go, and he's like, what's the deal? <laughs> right. What's, what's I don't the know. catch? I read that it was a, he was a prominent doctor, so you'd think, like, a high-profile murder in a nice neighborhood in Los Angeles, that that would, would be in the news. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he was, like, 
one of these people who are interested in crime scenes and didn't tell his wife that's why he wanted to buy the house. Yeah. That would probably be my theory on why they left, is that he didn't tell her all the details, and they walk in, and she's like, okay, this place is huge, what's the deal? And then yeah. he's like, there is a murder here. And then she's like, which room? And he's like, uh, well, our room, where we sleep every night. And then she's like, nope. <laughs> and then, like, you know, a, a good teenage daughter ran through the house screaming with yeah. her head half yeah. open, and um, blood everywhere. Yeah. But all I, right. I would, buy, I would buy that house, though. <laughs> so well, you're too so late. he was like the Enriquez. You're yeah, Julian. Would, and you would not want to be there. No, definitely not. Okay, yeah. so then what about why wouldn't Rudy, the son, have done anything between 1994 and his death in 2015? He could have very easily been creeped out by the place. You know, um, but knowing that it would be worth so much money, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. and so that... Why you just sell it? Yeah, like at this point, if nothing creepy happened there, you know, so, why wouldn't he do anything? Like and why would he let his cats live there? Right. Let's walk down this path. Of, <laughs> there's a supernatural presence in the house that either is so dangerous that the Gutierrez family is like... Oh, Enriquez, Enriquez, come on. Sorry. Gutierrez! <laughs> I don't know why I got Gutierrez. Uh, that they... <laughs> sacrifice themselves and be like, we can't tell this to anyone because it's haunted. Yeah. You know, we don't want anyone else to take it. And so the son knows nobody should have this and it's just in my family and this sucks. Well, what if the spirit... Or the spirit is like... Came before, like, Dr. Perelson. Ooh. And the spirit fucked with him. And the spirit is what made him go crazy. Oh. Well, that's a little like the Amityville Horror, that the house itself makes yes. you crazy. And so, in that scary movie, supposedly a true story, that the, the guy woke up and killed his whole family, and then a new family moves into the house, and they start going crazy. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it's like, oh, something's wrong with the house. And so but if he... nothing happened with the other family that moved in. But crazy. if he has, has a proclivity towards depression or mental instability then he would be more influenced by whatever. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything, but just going along with the different theories, he would be more influenced by that, more susceptible to it, Mm -hmm. and would snap. So we have that maybe there's a spirit beforehand, theory number three, I like that. And Mm -hmm. then theories number one Mm -hmm. is just that it's haunted by... One of the Perelsons. And theory number two is just that the stigma kind of surrounding the house is what's been keeping it unoccupied. Mm-hmm. So there, there was, I mean, sorry, I'm just inserting this little yeah, like, fact. Um, a trespasser stated that when she tried to get into the house, she was bitten by a black widow. But I will also say, like, <laughs> I've had a black widow live in my barbecue. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, if you leave a house for 50 yeah. years, yeah. you're going to have Like, a, if you become a vegetarian the bugs and don't stop think barbecuing. It's, so. They don't think it's haunted. <laughs> um, barbecue. Yeah, this is making a stereotype, so I apologize, but the type of person who would squat in an abandoned house is yep. also not someone whose perspective I would necessarily trust. Yep. Yep, agreed. But we also haven't heard too much about, like, from these trespassers. Like, it's spooky, it's haunted. Which is why tonight we're going to go spend the night in there. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get a million dollars. Easy. I would do it. Who's going to provide that? Oh, God. I would do it for, like... For a million, yes. Yeah. I would do it for, like, a hundred bucks. 
I no would do it for way. free. Not for hundred. I would sleep there for free. I'd probably pay twenty bucks to sleep there. <laughs> it's also just again to put it in perspective of the neighborhood it's in. It's higher up uh, towards the area of Griffith Observatory, which is a nice spot. The houses around it, even really small houses, we walked by. We saw one was on sale for what one point two something like 1. that. One point seven. One point seven. And the famous Ennis House, mm-hmm. which is designed by Frank Gehry, is basically above this parallel. Probably the next houses. street over or something. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at it, I think two point seven five is probably a good deal. But you have to think about all the repair you have to put into it too. Yeah. But just the land itself. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I guess, you know, chapter three is what happens. What happens to the new family that moves in? Yeah, with the all red daughter. Mm -hmm. And that that could be your movie too. Is this whatever that family is? Yeah, maybe they're filming a reality show. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, so do we have any other theories other than those that we've talked about Of, of why it was left unoccupied for so long? I mean, they could just be a bunch of weirdos looking for really big storage space. <laughs> we're sure that they didn't try to sell it and they just couldn't sell it? Yeah. And every article I read, it said refuse to sell. To sell. I like imagining something like really terrible happening on their move-in day. And like maybe it could be explained by a ghost, maybe not. Yeah. But that just spooked them. Yeah, I kind of get that same sense too. But then why wouldn't they sell it? That's the weird thing. So you try to move in, and you see a ghost uh, moving your moving box across the floor. And you're like, okay, we're not staying <laughs> they're here. They're starting to unpack yeah. the ghost. Uh, well, they're taking one for the team. That's why they're not selling it. But you wouldn't do that. You would immediately be like, all right, yeah, please sell it. Please get rid of it. You wouldn't want to. Well, I'm it. not as noble as... <laughs> <laughs> no. And, the, and we're talking millions of dollars here. Eventually, why wouldn't they sell it? Yeah, it still baffles me. The other thing is that the neighbors, I mean, we saw there's a house where, because of the way the street is winding around, the house looks directly into the property, and the murder house is gated up, has no trespassing signs all over it, and has a gnarly-looking dumpster in front of the... Full of bodies. (laughs) In front of the dilapidated garage that, yeah, probably full of bodies. Garage is also full. Bodies. Everything's full of bodies. <laughs> uh, and has graffiti, like the dumpster had graffiti all over it. Like, I also can't imagine why the mm. neighborhood is putting up with it because that's not making anyone else's property yeah. value go up. Yeah. I, so, I, I also, I mean, they're saying the Perelson stuff was there, but also the Enrique's family stuff was there. I also read that there was, maybe it's not substantiated, but the possibility that, that they rented it out to a family who didn't know anything was going on. And, like, got there and, like, saw all this, this stuff everywhere and were, like, freaked out because it was around December. I think it was, like, right around Christmas when they were renting the house. And really? I don't I can't. I've been trying to find it again. I can't figure out where. Did you make it up? Maybe. Was it you? It, <laughs> it was my family. <laughs> um, it's just bizarre that you would have... I mean, even if it was just the Perelsons and the Enriquez family, how would you have a combination of the two family stuff? You're sitting around with, like, dead people's belongings everywhere, and you're sitting there, and, like, maybe they didn't occupy it, but there's evidence of their things there. Yeah, Yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, too, because before you, say you buy this house, there's all this dead people stuff in it, 
you don't bring your stuff in. Yeah. You get all that stuff out. Right. Mm-hmm. And you do de- some deep cleaning. Yeah. yeah that's, deep cleaning. It's, I don't know. I feel like there's some level of uh, telephone, game of telephone happening here where it might not be very much the Gutierrez's stuff at all. They came to look at it. <laughs> you put in Enriquez. Gutierrez again. Is, what is it? Oh, no. <laughs> what is it? Enriquez. Because they're, uh, they're a couple streets oh, over. Oh, my God. Amy, we need to make a sign that says Enriquez and I'm put it up right next Enrique, to the microphone for Kevin. Um, okay, Enriquez. Enriquez, Enriquez. I mean, all we have to go off is that some neighbor or something said, we saw them trying to move stuff in, right? And that's how we know that they were trying to move in. Yeah, but there was also, they saw boxes in there, too. Maybe they just don't know how to move into a place. And they were like, oh, that's right, all the other stuff we had to take out here first. <laughs> I also think at some point in time, they would be able to save up, or they're already wealthy enough to have bought it, that they could just hire a cleaning company to come in and at least clear it out. Yeah. So that way, if they're even just going to use it as a storage space, like, there wouldn't be old creepy dolls in there, which I don't necessarily believe in, like, haunted dolls, but I don't want a creepy doll looking at me. It's not going to help you sell the place. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine the cats liked it either, you know what I mean? The story would make so much more sense if it was the kids who, of the murdered parents, never sold it. Right. And then it was like, oh, that's creepy. Like, they kept it in the family because something bad happened there. But for this other family to buy it and then not immediately sell it is really weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this part we'll call the Jacques segment where we make our, Mm -hmm. what we think happened. So my is just like theory two that I don't think it's haunted just because there's not really any clear evidence that that any spooky thing couldn't have been explained by drifters living there. But you do believe in haunted houses in general? No. Not in general. I'm not completely closed off to it, but I don't actively believe in it. Okay. Probably kind of what you were saying, or one of you were saying, the Enriquez family, not Gutierrez, Enriquez family. The Gutierrez <laughs> helped them move in. That's, <laughs> what, that's why I'm confused. You read that somewhere yeah, on yeah, media. Yeah. It was in the media. They borrowed their truck. That's... <laughs> So the Enriquez family family probably was very religious or just superstitious and had a bad experience when they moved in. And so for whatever extremely conservative superstitious reason kept it like that, I don't know, maybe there was some weird thing that happened within their family as to why they wouldn't sell it eventually. Um, And then I definitely think that Rudy Enriquez had some sort of maybe mental illness or something that would make it so that he was kind of... Because he was also kind of, like, grumpy, I guess. So that, like, he wouldn't go there, but he would use it to house cats. Like, that's not a normal thing. <laughs> What's the cats? They're stray cats that he's just No, they're feeding? his cats, they said. That he just dropped off at this empty house? I mean, maybe he adopted them that they were stray cats. I have a theory about the cats. Where did he live? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. From yeah. The Mummy. Have you guys seen The Mummy? <laughs> so the Brendan Fraser film, The Mummy. So you yes. think Brendan Fraser lives there? Yes. No. That's where he's been all these years. <laughs> I miss him. So I learned in that movie that <laughs> okay, cats are the guardians of the underworld. So ah. spirits that belong in the underworld 
that come out in our world are afraid of cats because exposure to cats can, like, send them back to the underworld. Oh, so you think that's why he kept cats there? He was just so dropping cats be. off. He was going to the shelter, picking up <laughs> cats, and just dropping them off at the house. Oh, them. yeah. I like that. That actually... Thank you, Hollywood, for educating us. <laughs> but also, this would explain why he would... It would still allow for him to be a little bit off, and it would explain why cats are there, and that would the tie in how superstitious or very religious that they were. I will say, um, as a Latina, Latinos are very superstitious. My mom in our house growing up used to keep garlic hanging on the back of our door to ward off vampires. (laughs) True story. (laughs) I also never thought of vampires as like a Latino culture thing. Usually ghosts, I thought was the big thing that you would think mm-hmm. of. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, like vampires. Mom is equal opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess that could be, you know, coming from really traditional Catholicism, like they believe in those things. We've all seen exorcism. Mm-hmm. So maybe it would be if the Enriquez family was uber Catholic, right. that they would be wary of moving in there. So- I can see why they wouldn't move in. And I could see why they were protective of it. As like, okay, we're not going to sell it because we don't want anyone else here. It's so dark. It's the underworld. Our cats say so. But I don't understand why they wouldn't clean it out. All right. So here's, I'll say the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And then what actually happened. So this is worst, your Jacques. The worst case scenario, there's like some sort of demon presence in that house. Drives the first guy insane. He kills his wife. Kids leave. The, uh... Enriquez family think they got a good deal on a house. They go inside. Demon presence is like, you're mine now. (laughs) And they're like, oh God, okay, what do we have to do? And he's like, every day bring me cat food. (laughs) And so there's like this enslavement of that family where the son carries on this tradition of having to go feed this demon. Maybe cats, maybe cat food. And he doesn't want to put anyone else through it, so he doesn't sell the place. But there's an evil presence in the house. So that's your worst case scenario. It was a cat that died. Oh, Harold Harold Harrelson was a cat. It was a the, ghost cat the driving ghost him cat insane. Drove him like, mad. Meow, meow. Did you hear? Does anyone else hear <laughs> them meowing? <laughs> yeah, written in blood on the wall was meow, meow, meow. Why else would this spirit <laughs> No more meow. The meowing will finally stop. Meowder house. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. That stupid pun game. <laughs> you created a monster. A meowster. It never stops. Because why else would the demon want cat food if it wasn't a cat? <laughs> well, the demon could also be like, I want pet cats here all the time. And then he's just feeding the pet cats of the demon presence. You but, guys, but, one fun fact that we didn't talk about. I don't know, these meows are pretty fun facts. <laughs> okay, but, but there's an additional one that we didn't talk about. was that one of the property's earliest owners was Frederick Zelnick, a celebrated silent film director whose final work was the 1939 murder mystery, I Killed the Count. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I killed the count. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what actually happened is the first guy went crazy, killed his wife, thought about killing his family, couldn't do it, killed himself. Then the family who bought the place 
Husband didn't tell the family what happened. Just got a good deal on a house. No questions. We're moving in. And then wife asks for details. He says what happened. She's like Catholic. And she's like, we're not living here. This is crazy. And you can't sell this to anyone else because that would be wrong. So now it's ours. This is our problem. And now we own this haunted house. And we're never going inside and you can't sell it. He just got guilted into having this house for... 50 years and then the kid who was probably a little strange uh, would go there and feed the stray cats and maybe the reason why they didn't have it cleaned out was like an Annabelle type thing where they thought like oh the these items are haunted inside the house so we can't get rid of them otherwise it will spread do you know if the guy who would show up and feed the cats would go in the house or he would just go around the exterior of the house so I'm wondering say. if they were so scared of it that they were just like, we're never going inside, and that's why all the stuff was still there. Well, I read that he enjoyed the attention that he was getting for being the owner of the house. Uh. And, like, perpetuating the fact that it could be haunted and was a place of a murder occurring. charging tours. Yeah, but then why wouldn't he sell it to really capitalize on it or move in to really capitalize Maybe on it? he was an idiot also. But he, um, he did live in Washington Heights. You had that question earlier. Mm. Oh, so he's nearby. Yeah, he could have turned it into an annual haunted house maze thing where you walk through the house, a little tour. Or House on Haunted Hill where he invites people to come spend the night. Right. I would definitely have done that. Interesting. And just as a message to the audience about ghosts not being real, uh, there would be a YouTube video of a ghost, so <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a creepier idea before the internet. I'll give you that. Erica, you want to tell that story about the time you tried to watch that video of Michael Jackson's ghost? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, our read, our listeners demand. <laughs> <laughs> so I was scrolling through Facebook, and I saw that somebody had posted a link <laughs> to a YouTube video of Michael Jackson's ghost. <laughs> and, then she, and then she's like, whoa, babe, check this out. And I was like, no. Okay, I didn't expect to, like, see the silhouette of Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it was like yes, I could tell. Wait, so, it, so what were you expecting? So okay, I it was like the the thumbnail was an image of like a long hallway. So I expected to like, see no, like okay. a shift in the light or the atmosphere move around or something. Like kind of backwards in a moonwalking way, like Michael Jackson. Just one glove hovering in the air. <laughs> And Kevin was like, this is a prank. They're going to fuck with you. It's going to be one of those things where, like, something super scary jumps out at you while you're staring, like, really close to the screen. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is this is real. Like, look at the caption on this. this Wait, is... let me pause one more time. Which of your friends posted it? God, I don't remember. Not a credible source. Unfriend that person. <laughs> And I put headphones in. I was like, I really want to be, like, dialed into this. I want to be really focused. I don't want to miss the ghost. Right, right. And I'm watching it next to Kevin in bed. It was, like, two years ago. You were an adult. I was an adult. <laughs> and I point to the screen. I'm like, oh, I think I just saw something. And then all of a sudden, like, a zombie face <laughs> just, like, fills the screen. Like, and it's like, wow! <laughs> <laughs> she literally threw the laptop across the room. <laughs> and then I cried. And then she cried. My faith in humanity was shattered. <laughs> you have to defriend that person. I know. It was a bomb. Well, and that's why the person posted it because it's just to get people to watch 
watch it and freak them, freak them out. God. Okay, there's a couple of things that we missed, but I'm going to add it now because yeah. it's interesting. So first thing, um, the house was made for a guy named Harry Schumacher. I'm sorry, what do you mean made? Like, it was built. <laughs> oh. House was built. <laughs> sorry, wrong word. The house was built okay. for a fellow named Harry Schumacher. And when he died, the house was sold on December 6, 1932. Same day of the year that our friend Harold Perelson his freaked ghost. out. Mm-hmm. His ghost. That's, and so I'm, I'm taking it back to so his ghost the original told theory. him, kill your wife, kill your family. Come Wait, be, sorry. He died? Schumacher died sorry. on the 6th? No, no. His house was sold on the 6th. Okay, so why do we think he is haunting it then? Because it was, he, it was, he loved his house. Ha- no, no, no. He always he, regretted how much it sold for. <laughs> so he he died. He was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. So he owned the house, and then he died, and then after he died, it was sold. Oh, 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 oh! oh. So he was dead. Yeah. He lived in the house until his death. Yeah. And he probably died in the house, right? Let's just probably. Say yeah, I think so. That sounds right. And then also there was another mysterious death of a twenty-year-old Hollywood writer in 1931 who died in his bed of a mysterious infection, and it's not clear Herpes. whether it was 2475 Glendower or 2457, so there's possibility that he could be haunting the place as well. Sounds a little bit of a stretch. The lady who grew up next door, oh. Miss Lewis, talked about how the family was, like, perfect. Well, you never know until they start murdering away. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Um, okay, so what, what are you, uh, Pooja and Erica, what are your guys' jacques? Um. Is yours the cat? No. (laughs) I have a lot of ideas for what it could be. Okay, let's hear them. Okay, this is the craziest one. It's (laughs) crazier than the mummy cat. Yeah, it is. Just kind of a funny idea I had more than anything. So, the house has a really good, like, spirit window, you know? Like, that middle window. The yeah. middle window with this, with, yeah. like, you can the see yellow the stairs. And you can see the stairs. What if we live in a world where spirits kind of, like, go around <laughs> looking for a place to live? <laughs> Alright, I'll be in the car. <laughs> so, like, some unknown spirit was, like, shopping for a new residence. This is the Pixar version of this story. Saw the spirit window and thought, <laughs> Moved it. When What year are we in right now? When this happened? The family already lived there, but he hadn't started to go crazy yet. And then the spirit drove him insane. I don't know. I think it was a spirit, bottom line. You think it was a spirit that drove Perelson yes. and then continued well, to occupy the house? Yes. Your idea okay. that it's a spirit portal, maybe a bad spirit came out too or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a theory. So anyway, I think it was a spirit. I think that it drove him insane. All the shit happened with his family. The next family moved in and the spirit freaked them out on day mm-hmm. one. They peaced out. And they were just taking one for the team, and that's why they didn't sell it, because they were like, we can't sell this. There's mm-hmm. a spirit. What's or the goal? Spirit What's the goal of the spirit? spirit portal. Do they want the house empty? Isn't it lonely? Don't Spirits don't people? like humans. So they do try to scare them to get right? them to leave. But once they leave, then what's the spirit doing all day? Isn't it more <laughs> exciting to have someone there to scare? Wouldn't you want to, like, budget your scares? But the, you're, of, but no, you're, they want to rest in peace. Yeah. 
I think you're thinking that a ghost's purpose is to scare, but I think the ghost just wants to be left in their, alone. In the house where they were yeah. murdered. Yeah, because it's theirs. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pooja, what's your final <laughs> jacques? We got two, yeah. two just people got spooked, and one... There's a spirit who caused Perelson to kill, and then who caused the Enriquez family to be scared. And are you saying also that the Enriquez son goes and talks to the spirit? (laughs) Or that he's just there feeding the cats? Yeah, I think there's something there. Maybe the cats help keep the spirit at bay. He has kind of like some kind of a relationship with the spirit, I think so, yeah. So the Enriquez boy brought the cats to keep the spirit at bay and he goes and feeds them he's like we need we need cats in this house yes okay i'm curious as to why his will didn't specify what to do at the house you know he didn't it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he had progeny is that a fancy word for saying you have kids yeah he doesn't have any family members that maybe they Rudy? need to hold the, yeah. hold the will up to a black light and there's a secret message on it that says meow 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 <laughs> <laughs> On the inside of In it. cat pee, which can be invisible <laughs> ink. <laughs> Whoa, there you go. Somebody wow. needs to go and Reveal. do your yeah. analysis. Your analysis. Okay, so Pooja, what is okay. your jacques? Of why nothing has happened to the house mm-hmm. in 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my theory is that the Enriquez family is some kind of keepers of the dead, and they are just... They know that there's unfinished business happening in this house, and so they're just, like, protecting them. You know, what's interesting to think about is what if they knew, and this is a family, they go and they buy houses where bad things have happened, and because they have a relationship with the spirit world, and they're like, Yep. Uh, we don't even, we don't want it, we just keep it so that you can have it, and then we don't sell it. Yep. Or they just like to maintain mysteries in the world. <laughs> so that we can have podcasts. They're mystery keepers. They're like, looking you know, out for us. We can move in, but let's just think about this for a second. What if we just never moved in and we just freak people out? <laughs> let's bring in some cats to really spice it up. And then the sun, once we pass away, you just visit this place every once in a while and you know, don't talk make to sure anyone. That, make sure the cats are fed. That's it. Alright, so we've got kind of a 50-50, which I like. So two of us are more like people just got spooked, and you guys are thinking the Enriquez family was in- intentionally protecting Gutierrez family. <laughs> Enriquez <laughs> slash Gutierrez family were intentionally protecting us by keeping the contents of the house and the house kind of intact and empty. All right, so our Mysteria case is unsolved, but we do have two really good theories. Um, I think the only way we can have it solved is by moving into the neighborhood, befriending Gloria Allred's daughter, and getting her to invite us over so we can do yeah, some more. Get, well, you don't even have to move into the neighborhood. Become friends with her daughter, get invited to a dinner party over there, and then be like, oh, where's the bathroom? And then just bust out your little detector and start walking through and the And my magnifying glass. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's the next step. So we have a challenge and a quest, and I'm really excited about it. And we have a timeline. There's a three-year rule on murder houses in California. California Civil Code says when they're selling it, they only have to disclose a defect like this for three years following Whoa. the sale. Oh so God. at some point, it could just... All, all of these articles may disappear, and all that might be left is our podcast. <gasps> right. 
Protect us, please. <laughs> well, it really makes you think that there's a lot of houses out there where there have been really bad murders and then we just never heard about yeah. it. Yeah. Supports my theory. That is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Legally well spoken. Penal codes. No. no. Civil codes. Civil codes. They didn't do anything wrong, maybe. Well, we don't know. We don't know. All right. Well, um, I guess... Oh, what's the address in case people want to go? Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> Thank you for the... being more inclusive than I am. <laughs> So, for those of you who live in the Los Angeles area and or just want to hang out and see, I almost just gave my address out, which is <laughs> <not>. <laughs> The address is 2475 Glendower Place, G-L-E-N-D-O-W-E-R. Glendower Place in Los Angeles. Um, sorry, neighbors, that we're giving away the address again, yeah. and sorry, Gloria Allred's daughter. Um, we should but, really know her name. <laughs> it's nice. There is a dumpster in there for now, for those of you who like to dumpster dive. I also heard a noise coming from the dumpster. We Actually, that's true. We did hear a noise coming from the dumpster. However, with the neighborhood that it's in, there's a lot of wildlife there. So it could Next be just mystery. a coyote. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Do you guys think the spirit yeah, window is too much? Spirit window, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> was it too much? No, it was perfect. <laughs> um, thank you, Kevin and Erica, for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for so going much. on the field trip. Allred's daughter's name is Lisa Bloom. Weren't we talking about Bloomquist earlier? Yeah. It's B-L-U-M and not B-L-O-M. Yeah, it's a little different. Interesting. Lisa, call me up. Mysteriopodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email and we'll come over. And then listeners out there, follow us on Instagram if you feel like it. I don't know what I'm saying. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.